today we're going to be talking about (laughs) 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 all right guys the character psychodrama is over (laughs) all right (laughs) today we're going to be talking about um we're going to be we're going to be talking today about a contentious topic possibly talking about ziz and the concept of we're all going to make it now a lot of the a lot of the modern world modern world the modern man um seems to really place ziz under the category of toxic masculinity and now i'd say i'm fairly you know i'm i'm, I'm a lefty <laughs> i'm woke you know i'd feel like a majority of us are actually like you know pretty pretty progressive and a lot of our experience when it comes to ziz is actually indeed a positive one how does ziz fit into toxic masculinity but also at the same time what can someone do to sort of reclaim that as a symbol of a positive mental attitude that we should sort of embody, or rather that I feel like the world really needs at the moment. Who is Ziz? Who is Ziz? That's a very good question. He was a Russian-born Australian Mm. bodybuilder, personal trainer, and a model. He was established a cult following after posting multiple videos of himself on YouTube starting in 2007, right? So Ziz has become somewhat of this, like, you know, figment of culture in the late 2010s. And when I was around 11 years old, around that, or well, everyone at high school in the year above me and the years above me all celebrated Ziz as this hero of modern day lifting culture and just like popular culture in general in Sydney, localized in Sydney and Australia for the most part. And actually to an extent world acclaim, I feel like maybe through the internet around those, around that era too. But like most of my interactions with the Ziz entity have been talking to people in real life about him and seeing how they actually feel about him. It's not until like 2016, 2017 that I started seeing him more of a presence online and not just in the present time of 2016, 2015, I'm also talking about like he was also a a force of nature on the internet in the periods that he was alive. He died in like 2011 in Thailand because of a heart attack in a sauna, I believe. A lot of people, a lot of people associate that with taking steroids. Apparently, it was true that he was on steroids at the time, but a lot of other people also say that, dude, it wasn't actually the steroids that killed him. It was an undiagnosed heart condition in, in combination with the steroids he was taking, and he, apparently he was on a light dose of them too. And that combination, just in a sauna with extreme heat, just killed the killed the dude. You know what I mean? Just fucking ended him. <laughs> like, um, yeah, <laughs> he got slapped. He got clapped hard, man. He got clapped. But more than that, like it, it's it's what the world's reaction was to him dying that I feel like was important. Like a lot of people paraded him as this person, as this angelic figure that that is a purporter of positive mental attitude to life. You know, he has this very famous video um, where he gives this little speech and he says, I am Az. I'm not Ziz because his real name's Az. And he's like, his name's yeah, Aziz. Thought, is it Aziz? Yeah, it's Aziz. Aziz, right. His real name's Aziz, and he's like, I'm Az, I'm not Ziz. Ziz is a spirit who took over me. And he talks about how, you know, obviously he's joking, but like he talks about in that speech how you have to, ought to stop being a sad cunt and start being a sick cunt and what you have to do to get there. And he says it's a choice. Yeah, he also, he also makes it clear to us that it's a choice. So... 
and and then it it all sort of this one quote sort of establishes that whole lifestyle mentalities this is a person that quote is we're all gonna make a bras like when you see that quote online in various bodybuilding forums and like you know just forums in general facebook youtube and comment sections and all that kind of stuff you associate that immediately with ziz and like and it, it alludes to an idea of like, hey, man, regardless of what's going on, we're all going to make it. This is all part of the process in making it. As for what making it means, when Ziz said it himself in that, in that speech that he gave, on, that's on YouTube, you can find it, you can just look up Ziz's speech. When he said it himself, he was referring to all the haters and all the people worried about not making it shredded, not being shredded in time for summer back in like 2010 or 2011. That's what he was talking about when he released the video. That's who he was referencing when he was saying- Really? Oh, was it like getting getting shredded for stereo? Yeah, it was like something like that. So something just that. It's like, don't worry, bro. We're all going to make it for the summer. But ever since then, ever since his death, where that statement was immortalized, a lot of people, a lot of different groups and a lot of people took that statement and started, you know, recontextualizing it in terms of like a, like now there's like more of a psychological trope to it. Like, don't worry, man, we're all going to make it to where we want to be in our lives, where where we feel existentially, you know, comfortable, you know, because a lot of the stuff, a lot of that quote is used by people who are in a state of grinding themselves. That is in, as in to say like people who are embodied, embodying the process of, you know, self-actualization, that's where the term is mostly used, I find. And yeah, it just turned into this, it just turned into this interesting force, man. And how like Ziz is just recontextualized, not just lifting culture, gym culture in Australia, but also like how he's how he he influenced a generation of people just having a positive mental attitude and a good outlook in regards to any hard grind pursuit ever in their life. He's transcended the lifting sphere, if you ask me. But yeah, it's I, earlier I said it's a bit contentious because obviously like the content itself is, you know, it's, what's the word, Quinton? I don't know. There's a level of... Ziz, Ziz, you mean Ziz was a problematic guy? Yeah, it, well, he's a problematic guy, I feel like now. If you, were to, if you were to bring Ziz, if Ziz was alive today posting the stuff that he said, he would be cancelled, I feel, immediately. Like he talks yeah, about definitely. fucking bitches. He talks about fucking bitches, quote unquote as a as a way to success he says that you got to lift weights you got to go to the gym you got to go out and party hard at clubs and stuff and you got to go to stereo and he says those are the keys of success and i feel like that's it is kind of stupid you know if you look at it nowadays i feel like it doesn't really stand um i i think i i like it because it's a real like time capsule you know what i mean you really understand like a 21 However, at 22, I think when he died, like stereo, being a stripper, going to the gym, doing coke. Yeah, yeah, he was a stripper. Yeah, um, he was a great one. <laughs> um, Did you see his all of that? Like, you, 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 it's a real like slice of life. You know what I mean? He's very honest. I think actually, what people really like about Ziz is his honesty. He's very transparent. He says entirely what he thinks. Yeah. Um, yeah, very genuine dude. And I think like his his attitude of wanting to become like the sick cunt as opposed to the sad cunt almost transcended any of those specific things he was doing. It was like an attitude shift. It was, you know, he 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 used to be a skinny dude in high school with very little friends playing WoW all day. 
Like he was that quiet kid in class, you know? And, you know, he became Ziz. This person is doing all these, you know, outrageous things, making these videos where he's like doing push-ups in the middle of traffic or like just dancing at like stereo or like stuff like that and like flirting with girls and just being himself unashamedly, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's very interesting, man. It's super interesting. I feel like I feel like that's the way he really inspired people. I don't feel like he inspired people as much as lifting because a lot of lifters look to Ziz and be like, I don't know, man, like the way he lifts and stuff. Like, like there's a lot of genuine fitness complaints in regards to Ziz. So the inspiration sort of dies out there very quick. But where that inspiration that he helped build sort of carries through is just in the, in an expression of honesty, I feel more so than the like you said, the individual things was talking about fucking bitches and going to clubs and stuff and trolling and doing stupid shit. Like, it's just like the unconditional positive mental attitude you should have towards the hustle that you're invested in, you know? Stop being a sad cunt, you know? And, and yeah, anyway, I want to go into the words, we're all going to make it, and what that means for everyone here. Because I know all of us in the past few years have repeatedly you know, brought that phrase up uh, in, in moments of darkness and in moments of success. I know everyone here has their own kind of way of going about saying it and what they mean when they say it and when they look at it, what it means to them. I'll start off with uh, Giorgio Lembos. <laughs> Giosachi, sorry. Let's start off with Giosachi. One or the other. So what does... Yeah, we're going to... I'm not going to say this every time to each different fucking person. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, I like yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel very important. I gotta say, I feel like a somebody, bro. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. <laughs> I feel like I've made it, if I may, if I may. <laughs> so, what does when you hear the phrase "we're all gonna make it"? What does it mean to you? And when when do you choose to use it, bro? You know what? I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna flip the script on you because I'm gonna quote something you said like three or four years ago. Um, Ooh, this that's fucking scary, dude. Yeah, Logan, that's <laughs> that's right, man. I'm just putting that shit on the table, bro. <laughs> it was um, we're all gonna make it. We've always been making it, and we always will be making it. Did I say that? Yeah, man. Fuck, man. I was a happy, naive kid. <laughs> 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 Sorry, a little bit of uh, pessimism, if you. <laughs> well, you know that's the thing. I don't. I don't see it as naivety. Maybe the spirit in which you said it, maybe I don't know, maybe you feel now it came from that. But I think in the words themselves, in the deeper meaning, because I got to ask the question, what does it mean to make it? You know, to make something. To... So you're answering my question with another question. Dude, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I'll also answer my own question if that if that. Thanks, helps. bro. Yeah, super, super. <laughs> <laughs> but like, make to make something, to create yeah, right. something, to build. All right, we're always, we're all going to make it. We're going to create it. We're going to build it. We're going to put it together. We always mm. have been making it. We've always been creating something. We've always been working towards something. Like, I don't think that the inspiring thing about making it is in the idea of the thing itself. Because when you have a goal, a goal is fundamentally abstract. It may depict something real, but you're imagining a scenario. And I think the yeah. joy is in working towards that scenario Therefore, you are always making it just by, you know, trying to get shredded for stereo. You know, it's almost like, you know, if you get there, that's like secondary to like the fact that you had this thing that you were passionate about and it gave you a sense of meaning and purpose. Um, and I don't even think that's, I don't think it's all about meaning and purpose. I think actually 
you can actually get very radical and say that when we're making it, anything you do is considered making it. But that's getting pretty abstract. Actually, on that, on that note, something, something just came to my head is that if you think of like, you think of, you know, like human beings, something that I've been thinking about recently is that we're all like kind of trapped either in the present, or in the past or the future. We're spending very little time actually living in the present. Mm, yeah. and that's like an art form that needs to be learned. <laughs> but if you think of the sense that we're, if you, if you, if you kind of, you fuck off the present or you fuck off the future and you only believe that the present exists. Yep. If you were genuinely doing, if you were just trying in whatever you're doing, then you are making it. Like if only the present exists, do you know what I mean? That is the making it. Like that is the goal. It's just living in the present. Oath, bro. hundred percent. And that's, yeah, that, that's kind of why I like the quote so much because like it expands upon the fact that we're all going to make it. It may have this sense of like, it appears to be future tense, but I think the fact that it can be interpreted in the sense of the present mindedness, because objectively, not everyone's going to get shredded for stereo. We're not all going to be shredded units for stereo. Some of us won't physically make it, but the, the resonance of the words isn't like the fact. Like the cool thing about the words isn't that that's a literal statement. Oh, we're going to make it means, oh, dude, this is objectively true. This is a prophet who knew that we're all going to make it. But like, it's the energy, right? It's like, this is the guy that can give me my ultimate um, transcendental object par excellence that yeah. satisfies my existence. Yeah. yeah. He's the he's, ultimate father. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, the wisdom. But that's the thing. Like, that's why it's a transcendental object because it exists in the transcendental sphere. And I think yeah. that's the thing about motivational energy in general motivation only exists when you're motivated therefore it is always in the present so as long as you believe that you are making it then you are making it and i don't mean that in a fake it till you make it kind of way i, I mean there is no faking it just by the act of make creating it you have made it you know? right see i'm inclined to take a different perspective on what it means but i'll get to that later quinton what do you think? What do you, what would you say making it means? What is that? What is that quote? We're all going to make it mean to you. If it's if it's not if it's any different to what you say. Um. So when I was younger, actually, I, I thought uh, Ziz uh, was kind of funny, but like nerd me thought he was really like fringe and yeah. <laughs> was like intimidated by his Dude, uh, same same his yeah muscles. me too. Yeah. Um, but now that I know he's dead, I can definitely talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know he's dead, I've won in the long run. <laughs> I've made it. I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, rest in pieces. Yeah, I yeah. I just want to make yeah. this claim of that. Don't, don't beat me up, chess, bro. <laughs> but chess, um, bro. <laughs> but yeah, saying, um, the, the, I think what it means to me is... Because, like, I don't, I don't believe, like, with any skill it is impossible to master it. It's whether that's like enlightenment or cooking or like weightlifting or anything. Like you will never, the quest is infinite. You know, it's always going on. So the idea of making it is like a fight, is like an end point, is a finite goal. Unless maybe making it mean death, which is kind of interesting. I thought about that. So um, yeah, absolute. Yeah, we're all, we're all going to fucking die. What do you mean? <laughs> we're all going to fucking die. Yes, just discover that human beings die in 2010. Pretty we'll clue where we went. Oh my God, that's why he was, he was sending it so hard. He's like, shit. You've got to tell people. Um, nah, but for, for me, what, I, what it means is just like, it's just like doing your best in whatever it is. You know, it's like trying hard and, and, um, 
not being an NPC, like taking your life into your own hands and yeah, just trying to make something of yourself of literally like whatever it might be, you know, if it's like juggling or like, like literally anything, you know, so, uh, for a second, my mind went to juggaloing. Yeah, dude. If <laughs> like you were prostitutes like juggalos. I thought you meant that's jiggler. Like like ICP, yeah, like insane clown posse. What are you? Yeah, wait, which one am I talking about? Insane wait, are you talking about are you talking about like, you know, the the the, the sleazy men or are you talking about the, the people with the funny makeup? You know, I don't which know. is which could <laughs> <laughs> yeah. continue, sorry. <laughs> juggling, yeah, you're talking about juggling. Um, juggling what? So when I'm when I'm gigoloing, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to do my best. You know, I'm trying to satisfy the client. Um, nah, I think it's just I think it's just this. I think it's like a simple thing. I think like just not not giving up in whatever your goal is, and just but it could like literally be like keep like tidying your kitchen. You know, cleaning um, room. Yeah, cleaning your room. Just trying to, I don't know. I, I think that's really, that's a really simple message. It's not a super resonant message if you're feeling really depressed. But for me, coming as someone who's like in a pretty good, you know, in a good place right now, I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. We're all going to make it. Just just try. You know, the, the trying is the reward. Trying is the end point. Right, yeah. Interesting. Awesome. Nathan, <laughs> what is your answer to the grand question of what it means to you, Al? Dough. The situation is you're a sad cunt, right? Yeah. You want to be a sick cunt. Now, a sad cunt, he, you know, he has some, you know, you have some vision of how you could be better, of the dream, right? Yeah. But you feel you're behind the curve. Mm. You know, you're the sad cunt. You're a bit low on it. But the notion is we're all going to make it. And so to me, that means it's like there's this idea that the seeker is the finder. Right. That the, yeah. And the, so the sad cunt is the sick cunt because that longing is within you. You have that desire at, at, a, at like a base level that you want to, you want to live up to a higher vision of who you could be. Yeah. And the idea to me is that if you have that hunger, that's it, bro. You've already made it. So it's almost like it's trying to... Some weird paradoxical position. Well, it's like if you could just get out of your own way in that process, it's like then all that there is is the process to becoming the sick cunt. Right. It's not, oh, I'm a sad cunt. I'm not, I'm not a sick cunt. It's I am becoming the sick cunt. Yeah, right. It's like, and that, that, that's the fun part, right? Like that's, that's the whole journey is in there. Yeah, it's the grind. See, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, continue, sorry. Um, yeah, go on. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to say that's interesting because, like, I feel that's, like, at first glance, when you first hear it, you're like, what a fucking stupid paradoxical position. But then if, you're, if you know yourself intimately and you know how, you know, people are intimately in general, you realize that when you're alive and when you're existing in your being, it's not just like the one absolute version of yourself. There's the you that's at the steering wheel and then there's like the all the different yous in that process that contribute to your mental space that you experience in that current moment. And it's like when you're in the midst of a grind, like half of you is sure that you're going to do it and you're going to get it and say the other half of you is fucking 
you know, accepting defeat. And he's like, dude, I don't know how I can do this. What the fuck? This is fucked. Like, if you're very much caught up in the grind and very much caught up and you're on your edge, you know, in terms of um, making it, whatever that means. And I feel like, you know, you have to realize, or rather, I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but I feel like it better sits when you look at we're all going to make it as an invitation to resonate with the parts of you that are infatuated with the process of what you're doing rather than resonating with the parts of you that are just seeing faults and the dust in the process of whatever it is you're doing, you know? And I feel right. like, mm. yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like that's like the, yeah. You know Turn I mean? for the like, counter perspective or at least yeah. not in an argumentative way, but I think in a way that like kind of like compliments what you're saying. Cause Zoom. Yeah, that was meant to be a compliment, by the way, on to what Nathan was saying. I, I wasn't. Yeah. Like, uh, no. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna add that, like, because, like Nathan said, right? You know, Ziz is talking to the sad cons and telling them that they actually are, in fact, sick cons. So, in yeah. a sense, to resonate, want to be. <laughs> exactly. Want to identify yeah. with it? If, 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 if that's what essentially when he says, if you want to identify with it, if you want to resonate with the radical positivity that lies within a. Yeah. seemingly absurd situation or doom gloom situation sorry Jim, well, continue. no 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 yeah, no that's that's good because like that's essentially what ziz is speaking to not just ziz himself but even like the mimetic ziz that exists in his legend in like the myth of ziz it's been left in the behind. collective conscious yeah if you look at any of like the symbols comics, yeah 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 and any of the comics or memes of ziz speak to the conscious like see like you said the collective conscious in that way like they will it's always some dejected sad dude who's like struggling with his lifts and he's you know he's feeling bad about life and for whatever reason and then angelic ziz comes out of the heavens and he you know he somehow reassures him let's know that everything's everything's actually pretty freaking good you know like don't worry man like like even me am even i am i even gonna make it and it's like of course you will bro I always have been see that's it. i want to yeah. add I want to add a more Hegelian or more dialectical interpretation to this as well. Mm. And that is the process of identifying in the, in the grind, you know, when you are, when your lifts are shit or when everything's fucking falling apart around you. I don't mean to sound like a Peterson, by the way. I really hope that's not what I'm coming off as, but um, I'm just rolling a cigarette. I hope you guys can hear that. Too close to the mic, man. Get the good ASMR sounds, bro. Wait, 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 wait. Ready? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's the stuff. <sighs> I, I feel like that was a good way to... Yeah, one, bro. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, a secret. <laughs> See, you know, now you can't complain. Oh, now you can't really listen to this and be like, oh, just another Peterson podcast. Wow. Because I'm smoking cigarettes. I'm fundamentally against cleaning my room. Because if I have, I wouldn't be smoking. But here I am, boys. That's the way it is. Anyway, <laughs> what I wanted to say was along more like a Hegelian understanding, I, I guess, of what we've been talking about so far is the idea as identifying the person that's in the midst of a low point in their hustle as still someone who is going to make it. Because, and that's a far-fetched idea. You might ask, oh, what the fuck is Hegel got to do with Ziz, dude? Like, <laughs> this is a very outrageous idea. But in the idea of how, like, you know, the threefold movement of how manifesting truth kind of works in a philosophical sense, and that is a process of, you know, a thesis, an antithesis, and then a synthesis. Hegel never actually said that himself, by the way. Like, that was a thing later stitched onto 
you know, what he was essentially talking about, like a summary, but he never said those three words. I just want to clarify that. But um, stay in the good books of the Hegelian society, huh? Yeah, stay in the, yeah, <laughs> dude, I want to stay in the good books of the Hegelian society, man. You don't want the Hegelians turning up to your room at bloody three in the morning. Fucking I don't want the Hegelians turning suits. up to my house and then telling me, don't read those books anymore. You're flawed. You're banned from reading these books. Um, but but the idea in in how idea in how the idea of truth manifests in that threefold movement and how in that threefold movement there's the inevitable process of the antithesis and i'd like to maybe i'm equivocating here right maybe i am but just maybe it could make sense if we ignore that i, I might be equivocating right <laughs> Um, and that is the idea of how when you're in those low points in that hustle, that is akin to the antithesis in the manifestation of truth in the threefold movement. And I feel like what we're all going to make it sort of does, you know, in the context of those comics and when it addresses the the sad, quote-unquote, sad con, what it's trying to do is trying to remind the person in that period of antithesis or, or you know, gloom that that is included in the process of making it itself. And I think that's how, for me, it escapes the naivety of like like the naivety that would be associated with a very, you know, bullshit quote that doesn't go far. Like, stay positive, haha. <laughs> You're doing good, like, dude. That <laughs> yeah. Now I feel like that's how we're all gonna make it transcends that, because I, yeah, it, yeah. It, the way that it's expressed online and in the the general collective conscious of the internet per se, the way it's expressed is always in response to someone feeling that antithesis you know, feeling the gloom and feeling the grind and like the parts of themselves, they're more identifying with the parts of themselves that are that are witnessing the dust and the shit in, in what they're doing rather than the good stuff, which is still true, by the way. Like you rely on focusing on the dust to improve whatever it is that you're doing. You know, you don't want to be just doing things and ignoring, you know, the shitty things about things. Uh, but, you know, that's the process of the antithesis. But yeah, I feel like that's where we're all going to make it gets like somewhat hegelian <laughs> yeah you know what i actually I, I really like that interpretation and i want to like chime in with the idea that the hegelian thing about we're all going to make it is deeply rooted with the antithesis part particularly because that's the ziz that or rather ziz is an antithesis to the nerd thesis like ziz speaks to the bitter nerd or yeah, dude, it's because he the, was the, one. The like sad, yeah, the said. sad cunt and tells yeah. them they are a sick cunt. In a sense, like, he is presenting an antithesis and then eventually the synthesis is coming from that. Like, I think a, a part of the process is the fact that Ziz himself is, you know, came from those roots. Like, he's not just making that up. Like, that's authentic to his own experience. Like, Yeah, said. dude, he didn't, he didn't, like, he definitely didn't grow up as, like, you know, I'd like to say, just a, as a disclaimer, I am part of the WOG community and that is all the Mediterranean community within Sydney, so I'm allowed to say that. But, I feel like he didn't grow up. His childhood wasn't very, you know, archetypically woggish, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, like he wasn't the cool kid with the jet ski. Yeah, he wasn't the cool kid with the jet ski, and his dad didn't force him to play soccer, to hang out with his bros and cousins, <laughs> and, play, and play FIFA on his PS2, PS3. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Ziz yeah, yeah, yeah. was definitely way more closer to what my childhood was like, which was playing WoW, not moving from my room. You know what I mean, and that kind of stuff. He well, was that. It's funny, a lot. You know, the, you know, three of the four of us have said that. Like we've all said, you know, we came to Ziz. We first discovered him as bitter nerds, and here we are now as grown men talking about him. And you know, we love the cunt. You know, dude. So. Yeah, I feel like in in the words of Frank Yang, he's like a 
he's like a he, he breaks your he breaks he, he he breaks the um what's the word the stereotype of what it means to occupy that idea of being at the peak of your game and he's doing that by coming from absolutely nothing in terms of like you know in reference to his grind you know which was a skinny skinny kid with like that was unfit and everything like that and then he turned into this peak of the game model to an extent that's perhaps his most antithetical part of his nature dude yeah that's that's why i think he's more than just a meathead a lot of people say like oh this is just an idiot meathead dude i'm like nah man you don't you're you're only seeing like one half of it yeah sorry quentin I think uh, what what's interesting about Ziz is that I just had this thought that like I, I watched this uh, the, the new old Asno Breaks video of like pickup artists and what what's funny is how like uh, transparently insecure they are even though yeah. they've like specked into into the game so hard yeah um, you can tell that they are still the 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 bitter nerd within with it just like channeled in this really like fucked up and unhealthy way yeah dude, Ziz, i feel like Ziz, i feel like actually in his own way completed the transformation like he left he integrated the nerd and became something else you know yeah 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 a hundred percent dude 100%. an actual metamorphosis he became his wild character in a sense he became he became the hero wait he, who did who, does anyone know Ziz is like wow Oh, I don't Dude, have a clue. my oh, mate gosh. does Dylan. I guess what I'm trying to say is that like the Ziz, the Ziz appeals. It it integrates that that abyss of you know no life nerd internet culture into the process of you know transcendence. It's a success he, story amongst that. He know he he traded one obsessive dopamine hit of wow for the other obsessive dopamine hit of just getting the pump for like three hour gym sessions every day. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know um, what? On that idea of him being speaking to that person who is most unlike what he became, at least on the surface level, I think that's why I'm interested in Ziz as an antithetical figure, as this sort of, you know, because the conversation in earlier we had this idea come up of like uh, there's certain mindsets or life states you'll be in where you don't resonate with Ziz. But in there's times you might think that he's just being a positive jerk and he's full of shit. But end of the day, like if you're thinking like that, you probably need Ziz's message the most. <laughs> Cult of Ziz. No, yeah. <laughs> <but> I get, <laughs> I, yeah, that sounds really cool. Like, hey, if you think Ziz is full of shit, then you're, you're the one that really needs his safety. Exactly. I think the reality is that Ziz was the character, man. Like, it was a character. He wasn't Ziz. Ziz was something that, you know, like he said, took over speak through him, right? It took mm-hmm. over him, right? Like, I, I I, don't doubt at all that he was still suffering um, in daily existence. You know what I mean? It's well, actually, on the note, sorry, can I that's sorry to interrupt point. you? I was going to say, because Chess Bra actually did an interview recently. That's Ziz's mm-hmm. brother, for, the, for those who don't know, um, talking about how Ziz was actually struggling with a lot of insecurity and he didn't deal with like his fame well and he felt like a lot of pressure based on his public persona so wow interesting yeah so as you were saying nathan but yeah, yeah that's, that's official wow. that's officially source based bro like i feel like someone who's who's really in tune with ziz or really loves him probably knows that there's like deep down he's not always ziz 
Yeah, man. Like, he's a person, bro. That's the thing. But he can channel Ziz at times. He can be that person. And he can, he can, he wants to share that. He wanted to, you know, to show people, hey, you can be this sitcom. Mm. Yeah. No, for sure, man. I feel like when he died, that part of him was immortalized. The, 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 altruistic side of him you know like i feel yeah. like th- that mm. was really immortalized but um if he had lived i can't imagine what he would be today i hope he wouldn't be something like the way bam margera is <laughs> you know like i could very i could vividly imagine him going into a world of like abstract and abject insecurity and chaos and terror and just like you know really just destroying the title of who he was when he was 22. Hey, you should talk to Ziz, bro. You don't believe Dude. in him? <laughs> I mean... You want the cult of Ziz to come to your house at 2 in the morning? You told me I'm allowed to read Eagle. Eagle books, yeah. <laughs> oh, Eagle books? That's cool, bro. What about the gym? Nah, but dude, actually, like, I feel like there has to be a level of, like, picking apart Ziz as well, though. Like, in yeah, it depends yeah. if you want to talk about the character Ziz or the person behind Dude, the well, that's the thing. I feel like I feel like a, a separation in the name of truth has I don't, to happen. I don't, I don't feel... I agree with Nick. And I also, to answer Nathan's question, I don't feel qualified to talk about a Ziz Shavasian, but I do feel qualified to talk about Ziz, the character, yeah, the public that- persona. 100%, dude. I'd say... In fact, I have no interest in talking about, you know, <laughs> the guy, the the, 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 the the actor playing Ziz, so to well, speak. Well, that is the thing that gave birth to that. So I feel the like... Vessel. Like, the, it was yeah. definitely the vessel of that spirit of Ziz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say, I, yeah, maybe no interest is wrong. I don't mean to say I don't care. But I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Yeah, like, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't want to, like, you know, psychoanalyze and try to pick him apart and make yeah. Ziz a pathological entity because I, I yeah, do fundamentally man. think that any sort of negativity that gave birth to Ziz in the first place has been transcended by the sheer just virility and life force and, uh, you know, positive mental attitude that Ziz represents, which I think is yeah. good for the world and it's a dope thing. Also, yeah, just, yeah. just a quick note, like, he died when he was, like, 22, was it? Is that when, My age. when he died? Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. oh, I, sorry, Nick. People are retarded when they're 22. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> hey, man. Sorry. Dude, what if I die in a fucking sauna? Then what are you going to say? I hope my message is like, oh, yeah, Nick wanted the best for everyone all the time, you know? Until, like, <laughs> if you, bro, if you die in a sauna, you'll be legendary, all right? <laughs> Do you want to get wait, mythical status? Wait, what's, now, what, what, was your, what, what would your, means. What would your <laughs> quote be? What would your we're all going to make it be? Uh, fucking, I think that... <laughs> <laughs> just steal like, this quote. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it'd just be fucking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, nah, it's Steve. Yeah, I'll just embody someone else's quote, dude. It's like yeah, Nick. Using uh, this moment, I'm using this moment to perpetuate someone else's, uh, you know, quote. Yeah. Call yourself. Yeah. You can call yourself a Ziz devotee. How would I make this decision if I'm already dead? Like this has to have pre. We'll make it for you. We we respect your wishes and we'll ensure that they're met after you get what capped. Is, would you like us to make, society? Would you like us to make you up a quote, or would you like us just to copy your quote from someone? You know what? You just like. make up a quote, man. <laughs> just make it up. Tell you what, we'll it, run all your favorite quotes through like an AI algorithm, and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get a neural network to sort it out. I've got it. We're all got a seven two nine. <laughs> wait what about what about guys it's happening trust me wait it's gonna work wait no no, no. 
watch this. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Wait, that so that, that's great because it also sounds like your last words as well. <laughs> <laughs> so watch this. Ready? Ready? <laughs> Mike is perma-muted. <laughs> um, I had an interesting thing to fucking say. Now I've completely forgotten it. Um, it was in reference to... Oh, yes. Uh, Aziz Shavershian and Aziz. I wanted to talk about that quickly. I wanted to mention that like... Um, as far as looking and understanding Aziz as a human, like obviously the nuance that goes into human beings and, you know, if you want to psychoanalyze it, you can. And obviously I wouldn't be surprised if you were to, if you were to psychoanalyze it and then come out with a conclusion saying, no, nah, this guy's actually like a deeply insecure fuckhead and he like puts down women and all that kind of stuff. And that wouldn't be too far from the truth, right? But I do feel as if when you do that, you're missing a, a more transcendental position that is above you know that and i guess what i'm talking about then is the spirit of ziz as opposed to the human now i was looking at a few articles earlier today about ziz and what like the general take on him is as far as you know world culture and i clicked on the new york post you know and they made an article about ziz and it's you know it's very standard of today which i do agree with to an extent and also disagree and that is that like you know ziz obviously treated women like objects in the way that he peddled his mentality and who he was and the keys to success, he very much like was alluding to an unrealistic standard of beauty. That's a big problem nowadays. He was definitely fat shaming. You know, there's a million crimes that you could, you know, associate to Ziz and you could be sort of valid in your interpretation of that. And dude, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's where you're at, if you, even if you're listening to this. And um, that's cool. I get that completely. I fully understand that. But I guess I wanted to really home into the nuance of, you know, it's not about that. It's not about that. And then if you do put in his human side, his Aziz side, he's like, yeah, but he was insecure. He definitely was. It's what was happening. And then that's how it came out. Yeah, dude, you're right there. But still, it's not about that. <laughs> it's big. It's, it's greater. It's right. It's, 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 it's pretty sad kind of attitude to sit there and try to pick apart the dead man when you could, uh, you know. Yeah, there's that. If anyone talks shit about my friend Jeffrey Epstein, when you can't defend him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, don't talk shit about Jeffrey Epstein, bro. Don't, he's he's dead. Dead. You respect him. Respect him, all right. Do any of you guys have an island? I, I don't think so. Uh, so yeah, post yeah. your island before you... Yeah, post the island. Post <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's why I thought, bitch. <laughs> Dude, there's like there's like some alt-right pages on Facebook that are like Ziz, infatuated with Ziz, and their response to like people bashing him on the site, like they all unify and start responding to people who say, Dude, this guy's a fuckhead. They all start saying, oh, yeah, post physique. Post physique. Like, <laughs> what, what, if you want to talk bad things about Ziz, post your physique, and that will depend. That will validify... Validify, is that a word? Validate. <laughs> it'll validate, it'll validate your perspective or not, you know. But yeah, no, I really, I really want to get down into the crux of transcending, you know, that that style of looking at him. And I guess this is a reclamation process, you know what I mean? Actually, genuinely, reclamation process, um, with the spirit and attitude of Ziz and trying to reclaim him from you know being a you know, someone who is a someone who's down for toxic masculinity more or less 
Like that is very correct in the superficial analysis of this is what I want to make clear. That is very correct. And you get away with that. Like, I'm you know sorry. what? You still see it in the modern oh. memes too. Sorry, sorry, fish point. Um, yeah. But I wanted I wanted to say that like the what Ziz, it's not about who Ziz was, but rather what he's pointing at, you know, coming from that era of the late 2010s. And I feel like that's the main message here is what we're trying to say. It's like, it's not exactly Ziz. It's like the, looking at the fingertip and looking at where the finger's pointing at. You know, if you're looking at the mm. fingertip, then it's valid to say that like, yeah, he's a, he objectifies women, he's toxic masculinity, you know, stupid beauty standards and all that kind of stuff, fat shaming, all that kind of stuff, dude, 100% if you're looking at the finger. But if you sort of use him as a catalyst and use him as an arrow to see what he's pointing at, and he's trying to show that, like, you can make it in your own what, whatever way of making it means for you, man. If if making it means for you doing, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, man, whatever the whatever the immediate antithesis to everything that he stands for is and that you like. Like, he's also alluding to the idea that you can make it where you want to be too. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he's pointing at. That's what the spirit of Ziz like, is pointing do, at. Do, do you I think feel, that I feel like Ziz... that's a good... Yeah, I feel like that's how we can reclaim Ziz. I feel because I feel like the world needs yeah. it right now, man. I feel like the world needs like a a positive push in the direction of of people just like you know what, fuck being annoyed and depressed with the world. I'm gonna go out there and make my way, whatever that means. I'm gonna find. It. I'm gonna. I I'm gonna make it. Like, then, can I just can I say something real yeah, quick? Just sorry, before we jump in, Geo. I think I don't believe that Ziz meant that you should. If you want to get fat, you should get fat. Or if you want to get good at gigoloing, you should do that. <laughs> I think he, I think he meant specifically about getting ripped to all girls. Yeah, but yeah, that's big. But that, sorry, that's what, Aziz, that's, that. that's what that's what that's what Aziz meant. But I yeah. think the idea of Ziz has become something more than just a persona that he cultivated. It's like a shared memory. Like mm. what we're talking about is is very abstract and tangential to what he like literally said, and that's because Ziz yeah. has yeah. become like a symbol that you can interpret in your own way. Um, mm. I think that is his biggest redeeming quality. Um, that he can, he could, like, we're all going to make it. It's like, whatever that means to you. And you get to decide that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like that way, you still have the freedom of, of the subjectivization. So you have no excuse. So if you want to be pissed off, that's your choice to be pissed off. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like... Yeah, mm. I feel like that's the, the the most important. I feel like takeaway point from Ziz, as far as you know, reclaiming him. Yeah, I agree with you, Quint, one hundred percent. Gio, what did you want to say? I'm gonna throw a crazy spanner in the works here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. That I think it's pretty out there, but um, I think it's very true. I think that the power of death as a mythologizing force it essentially converts a human being. Um, you know, if a human being does have a lot of influence in their life, their death will mm. essentially convert them into a symbol in the collective unconscious, like you said before. Um, and that symbol can be multiple ways. Like, if I'm going to use... meaning, dude. Yeah, and well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, you know, there's Jesus Christ, the savior of Christianity, and then there's Jesus of Nazareth, the historical man. And, you know, uh, it's historical fact that Jesus existed, whether or not you're a Christian, whether or not, like, I'm just saying... The I man, actually don't know if it is, hey... I heard it was. That's my understanding. Like, well, Jesus of Nazareth was a man, but obviously, you know, the, the debate is still raging on and has yeah, been for quite I don't some really time. Give a shit, to be honest. As <laughs> he was the savior. Yeah, yeah. But the point. Okay. Either way. Okay. Maybe he wasn't. But you know, Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha, was an actual man. Um, was he actually the Buddha? Was he actually enlightened? Uh, I'm not 
going to answer that question. But the point that I'm making is that history has a way of, or rather, sorry, death has a way of turning human beings into symbols. Um, and to use more mundane examples, you know, you could say Michael Jackson is a very interesting one because he was both beloved as a pop star and, you know, sort of like had the dark side of being a sexual abuser um, of children. And, you know, when the, before the, new, when, I remember when he died, there was, you know, it was unacceptable to like talk about his sexual abuse cases. Like I remember distinctly, you know, that point about, we kind of, it's funny we made a joke on this earlier, like, oh, someone's dead. You can't be disrespectful to them. Um, yeah. The mythologization of Michael Jackson, the pop star, had begun. Um, Wait, just real, just real quick. Did you know that uh, Michael Jackson was in Jeffrey Epstein's black book? In of course. Contact? Wait, what does am... black book mean? <laughs> oh, that's contact. his. That was his. Uh, his like ledger. His contact of all the. Wow. Yeah, right <laughs> next to right surprised. next to Mick Jagger, actually. Really? Oh. Yes. Wow. And 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 Michael Jackson had a Netscape email. What's a Netscape? You know, like one of those super old emails from like. Very early internet days. What the fuck, Damn. man? Dude, Epstein, bro, what are you doing? What's happening? You knew his kind. <laughs> Holy shit. What's he doing, man? That's fucking good. Yeah, but no, Gio, I know what um, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. So, uh, Michael Jackson becoming this sort of uh, mythical, legendary performer and musician and also this mythical troubled soul. Like, I think now, you know, compared to the religious figures of yore or anyone from the ancient world, um, people who were alive more recently, such as Ziz, who died 10 years ago, I believe, um, you know, it's, you can, people have enough memory of him that there's a conflict between the persona or rather the, the mythologized symbol and the real person. And yeah. you know what, like we said before, you know, I'm happy to redeem him from the, you know, claims of toxic masculinity. I'm not really interested in, you know, lambasting him. Um, but I do find it interesting that, like, there's, like, a, I saw a modern meme Ziz where it's, like, it's got, they've got an old clip of Ziz dancing and someone superimposed the text, uh, you know, your opinion disregarded because you're a female or something like that. Um, so, you know, like, the, the incels still have a point of resonance with Ziz. Um, and you can use that as an excuse to, criticize oh well if he resonates with the incels that must say something bad about him um if you are so inclined to do so i I'm yeah inclined to do so i'm also just want to make a point about i think that when a person does die human beings are inherently complex um and nuanced while symbols are equally complex and equally nuanced but not in the same way symbols aren't conflicting Symbols are pure and human beings make meaning out of, you know, the, the meaning that we ascribe to symbols and what they signify um, is, in a sense, that may be twisted by our humanity, but the symbols we create themselves are pure. And therefore, the symboliz symbolization, at the very least, the mythification, symbolification, that's the one, <laughs> symbolification of Ziz makes him a pure entity. Yeah, but I see. Question, but, you know, like but, that, but, but the thing is, yeah, every human will have a different pure entity. So ours yeah. is that we're talking about here. You could be listening to this podcast and saying, man, you guys are just a bunch of, you know, you're, you're riding his dick. Like, you guys have the crappy opinion about Ziz and you're overlooking negative things. And uh, maybe some other group of Ziz is a symbol and it was wrong. Maybe Ziz was a bad guy in certain people's, you know, views. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, the fluidity 
the fluid nature of how symbols work and what they can mean, what they grow to mean, what they can change to mean um, is a very important process that we, that we ought to understand in this world that is flooded with symbols. And I mean that like, you know, when you go on Facebook and you look at the representation of meme, that's, that's, that's a symbol, you know, it's meaning Mm. isn't very objective. There's no like physical or tangible nature to it where you can derive a definitive meaning. And I feel like that's what, when someone's alive, that's what you can do. You can, you can arrive at definitive conclusions who they are when they're alive. But when someone dies and their consciousness in, in, a, in a per se is injected into the collective consciousness as a symbol, it's at the mercy of interpretation, whatever way you want, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like that is a very fluid process and that spits out a, a vast array of different perspectives on what it could mean or what it does mean or whatever. And I feel like now we're getting to the point where it's so fluid that um, it transcends, it's year by year, it's transcending the definitive and objective idea of who as was as a human being. And it's getting more and more into this, this, this sphere, this abstract sphere of the internet, our, our consciousness and everything. And it slowly becomes more up to us in how we choose to subjectivize viz, ziz. Mm. And it's like, dude, choose, totally. choose, choose a way in which that benefits you because that's what he would have wanted to an extent. You know, maybe if you want to honor the objective idea of it, but like this, looking at also as a cycle, psycho tool, as an invitation to better yourself in whatever way you want that to mean, or if you want that to mean a set way that you already have, or even if that means lifting, you know? It's just too wholesome to be cynical about, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's really wholesome. There's also the idea of where. Like we are, like we are a bunch of people. Like it's not mm. just like, it's no, you're like, gonna make it, or I'm gonna make yeah, it. We're yeah, gonna make it. It's we're gonna make it. It's like it's an it's an invitation for you to partake in the process with your tribe of people, whoever they are, and then Ziz also in that process with him. You know, that sounds like church. <laughs> it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds like church, but um. But you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, dude, you're included in the process as well. And like, find camaraderie within the struggle of whatever it is that you're doing. Like, you know, be a comrade, you know, do that. Um, that's like an idea. Totally, yeah. Of it. yeah. Nathan, do you have anything to say? Yeah. Um, to, I guess the way I see it is like the idea of reclaiming is I don't feel like I've ever had to reclaim him because I've never really marred his image in my mind. Um, the way that I understand uh, that conflict or my response to it at least is like, regardless of any like gripes you have with his character that you can point to here and there, I think something that you definitely can't ignore is that he was fundamentally genuinely himself. And that was the point. And not Mm. only that, but when he came to interact with his fans or people in general, he was legitimately a good dude who fundamentally wanted to inspire yeah i think inspire he did and i think you can infer like i think that's a solid indication of like he was doing good work he inspired a ridiculous amount of people yeah and you know that's what i think that's what at least what i've seen the majority of people i've ever talked to have ever taken away from him Mm. right on man yeah dude it's a shame that um it's more and more as well. Like you can't ignore the idea that it's being read into the incel sort of movement, which is a fucking damn yeah, shame. Too, right? Has it like though? That, has Ziz become part of an, an well, incel I mean, thing? 
Well, you have to look. Maybe at- I used the term insult earlier wrongly. I should have said just misogyny in general. Maybe my, <laughs> I see. I kind of link the two, but yeah, that's not. Oh, yeah. bro, they're very different, man. Like one of them is like you know, there's all right, Mictow. What about that? Mictow, Mictow, incel. Like, dude, there's like you can't deny, it. dude. You know what? A lot of misogynist incels, but like chances are, Aziz like, was literally the antithesis of an incel. So, but he was an incel. I Not that I'm defending incels. He wasn't. Like, he wasn't in. Okay, that's a different. That's <laughs> yeah, a complicated that conversation. Sorry, sorry. I just associated playing WoW with, with automatically being an incel. <laughs> what you're telling me? This guy was playing WoW and having sex at the same time. How do you do that? Bullshit. <laughs> you're lying to me, bro. <laughs> you're lying to me. Hey, look. Even if there are like incel groups or bitter groups of of young men or whoever they are that are Resonate. out there still resonating with Ziz and um, kind of posting his images still and, like, to kind of cause drama or to peddle their opinions. Um, I would say, personally, that's not a very sitcom thing to be doing, man. Like, you got to be out there, man. <laughs> yeah. Get in the gym. Get shredded, dude. What are you doing? Like, you're yeah. not living up stop to being, this image. Stop being a bitter cunt. <laughs> stop being a bitter cunt, bro. Stop you being know. like, see, you said these things. I'm validated in the way I am right now. No, bro. The idea is you're a sad cunt right now. You want to be a sitcom? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I want to, yeah. I just want to take a second to distance from like, you know, dude, because you see like the alt-right are grabbing onto like Ziz is like this um this idealized form of how humanity should be. But I feel like they, they're doing that in the same way. Like I see some Facebook like pages, meme pages and stuff. And But I feel like they're doing that in the same way that the Nazis grabbed onto Nietzsche. You know what I mean? Like how Nietzsche was just like a hundred percent against fascism. He's like, dude, that's bullshit. You've sold your freedom completely. But like, you know, at the time, people were like, see, dude, see, man, being a fascist is like intellectually like cool because Nietzsche, huh? And then that's you know how you get bullshit like that. I feel like there's a lot of room in Ziz and a lot of that same potential of that symbol being misused and misconstrued into that way. I feel like that's a thing also worth addressing. That's also what uh, that's also what Hitler did when he adopted the name National Socialist Party because socialism was a more political, popular political ideology. Right. So he just took the name, he appropriated it. So the Nietzscheans yeah, and, and comrades can fucking unite over saying Hitler is bad. Yeah, <laughs> about time people can say that. Yeah, <laughs> because of I, I know. I actually, I know we said it's really dog to talk shit about dead people. <laughs> but I think Hitler was a bad guy. <laughs> and I'm gonna be real with you guys. I'm gonna be real with you. I was, I, respect, I was joking. I was joking about defending Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. I respect your honesty oh, really? and bravery. Fucking... <laughs> hey, you're brave. That's really, that's really big, of you man. It's really big. Hey, thanks for that. I've been wanting to, you know, call Hitler for a while, but I haven't had the fucking stones to do it. <laughs> How dare you, people? You can't. You can't make fun of dead people, right? That's fucking insensitive, dude. What the hell? <laughs> What the hell? They're not here to defend themselves. How would you like if you walked out of the room and people just started saying bad things about you? People started calling you a Nazi, started calling you a, you know, dictator. Yeah. Hitler like hated getting called, called a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I want to cover this um, real quick little quote that Ziz apparently said. And um, here it is. My message is to train hard. Don't be a hard cunt. Enjoy life and don't take yourself too seriously. If there were more people like me, the world would be a happier place. I'd rather do what I do and have fun than sit back hating on someone achieving something. You know? That's something that he said. 
I feel like that's pretty fitting to what we've been talking about, you know? I believe him too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I've got like a complimentary quote as well that I wanted to bring up because we were speaking before about how like we think, or, you know, some people had the idea like fundamentally Ziz was just all about gym. Yeah. But like this quote is interesting. Uh, He says, I can safely say that my motivation to train goes far beyond that of merely impressing people. It is derived from the feeling of having set goals and achieving them and outdoing myself in the gym. I absolutely love it. The feeling of pushing out that last rep and getting skin tearing pumps is something I don't see myself without. Yeah. So there we see he's saying that his fundamental love of what he's doing is not in the results. It's not in, 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 in the image of Ziz. It's, it's the act. It's the process that he's in love with. Yeah, the process of mm. getting good. And that's what the sitcom is, man. He's in love with the process of getting good, regardless of where he's at. It's just the process alone that is beautiful. And that's yeah. why we're always making it. I think that's why I'm inclined to interpret the quote that way, because I think that's the energy behind his intent. Yeah, when he man. Says those words, you know. Mm-hmm. And you could be anyone, dude. You could be in any struggle, any situation. You know, it's like we're all going to make it, bro. Like that, you should see like when you say that to people when they're in a bad time, regardless who they are, and you, after you have like a deep conversation with them, you say, don't worry, man, we're going to fucking make it, bro. That's it. Like the fucking look on their face is always like, yeah, dude, fuck, you know? <laughs> like, you know, it's fucking inspiring, dude. Like so many people, man, so many people. Hmm. The world needs more of this. You know, the world needs more of this. I also like Frank Yang's, I feel like all this as well is stemmed from like, um, you know, me watching Frank Yang too, where he talks about like, you know, he says he wants to be the ultimate spiritual bra. You know, is that what he says, Joe? That's it. It comes infinite bra, spiritual cunt. Spiritual cunt. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be the most spiritual cunt. Like that, I feel like is a beautiful example of how you can sort of subjectivize Ziz in your own struggle and pursuit. For instance, Frank Frank Yang sort of using the Ziz idea in the process of being more in tune with spirituality and meditation and, you know, the Dharma, you know, per se, you know, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Is it the Dharma? Maybe. I think maybe I yeah, said that yeah. wrong. Yeah, the Dharma. Um, and he's like, you know, he's gotten like the Ziz language and appropriated it to his own hustle. And he's like, yeah, I want to be a spiritual cunt, you know, I'll be infinite, bro. And I feel like I'm like, that's, the, I'm feel like that's the way that's like a, the proper way to integrate Ziz where on like a, on a, he's synthesized into your reality in a way where you're not, you're not like, he's not dominating your lifestyle as you would if you were like, you know, insecure and extremely dependent on Ziz to sort of satisfy your masculinity or validate your masculinity. Cause that's not an integration, dude. That's just like a, that's like a neurotic attachment. You know, but when when you can have like a synthesis with the idea of Ziz is when you can afford to have that language maybe or that entity, that spirit or whatever you want to call it, um, that signifier, you, you know, mm. you can afford to integrate that into your life without giving yourself too much to it and with it not like affecting you too much to the point where it's just like a, you work in tandem with the idea of Ziz. I like how we're making Ziz sound like this is actually like Ziz church talk, man. Mm. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is actual Ziz. Like, dude, if you just replace what I said, Ziz, and I said Jesus, like, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. 
Idols, man. Idols. Idols, man. I think that's the bigger thing, though. I feel like that's the bigger thing. It's I. It's idols, you know. And beyond idolatry, I mean idols in the sense of just like an appealing part of some human, like m- conscious meme that evokes an emotion, you know, and it does it well, and it's like an idol. Right, it inspires you, right? Yeah, the same way like a movie does, you know what I mean? The same way like a song would too. But the point isn't to stay there forever, right? It's like there are still people who are revering Ziz as they knew him back in 2010, and maybe they're the bitter types, right, that we mentioned earlier. And it's like, you know, you see those similar processes happening in religions where... Yeah, it dude. remains stagnant and the people who are still like looking up to these unchanged symbols of idolization, mm. you know what I mean? It's almost like you want to integrate it and take what you can and keep being you. Yeah, dude, I feel like I feel like that's when, when Hegel talks about the death of truth or not the death of truth, but he talks, he attacks truth when it stagnates. He's like the worst thing you can do is try to slow down and put an end to the conversation or the dialectical nature of how truth works. Like the, I guess what, you, what I'm trying to say is like as soon as you grab onto your idea of what this means and then you hold that true and you try to make that static and absolute for whatever reason, it gives you security or whatever, you know, mental security for attaching yourself to a, a constant idea or an absolute idea because that's essentially what you do when you try to ratify truth as never changing which is the fundamental problem. It's like, you know, that's stagnation and that's something we should do away with. Like the conversation has to keep getting said rather than it being idolized and just stagnates into this rigid system of understanding and thought. Like there has to be that give to the idea for it to be effective and it ought to be synthesized in a good way, you know? Totally, man. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's definitely... Ziz is the finger pointing at the moon fundamentally. Mm. Um, at least mm. the, the ziz that exists in someone's imagination, the ziz that exists in someone's symbolic interpretation. Fundamentally, there's something deeper. And whether that takes the form of ziz, whether it takes the form of bloody Goku from Dragon Ball Z, whatever your you know, hero... Tony Soprano. Choice. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Soprano is your hero, man. Oh, friend shit. Stanley. <laughs> friend Stanley is a, yeah. He's hero. worth <laughs> I think that's what was so humanizing about Ziz. It's like he was perpetually aspiring to be the sitcom, right? And even in his language, he'd be like, we're all going to make a bras. It's like he is there with you on that mission because he is on that mission himself. Yeah. Mm. It's like we're all bowing down to whatever the thing is that we're aspiring towards. Do you know what? That's cool because that makes him fundamentally different to like Pony Robbins and those other Jordan Petersons and those other like motivational people who claim to have it figured out. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like a dude. And mm-hmm. we're going to do this mm-hmm. thing together. This is sick. Yeah, he's not trying to stand in a in a position above you and trying to tell you what you do. That's my biggest complaint with complaint with Peterson. And even though that's not explicit, I feel like it's in his language a lot. Like you look at all the videos online of Peterson, and he's just like, like, dude, if you're in a bad place, you just feel offended rather than like inspired. Like Peterson doesn't inspire as much as he tells you off and you should stop doing the stupid shit you're doing. Yeah, I, like, I personally strongly disagree. 
to be honest. I, I think that Peterson is fundamentally in the source himself, and he happens to be the professor on He stage. is. I know that. I, I think there's a level of yeah. humility, and I, he tries to paint that as possible. But I do also yeah. appreciate the fact that he does serve a father figure role for a lot of people, and there's going to be that yeah. disconnect at that some level. I do know, like, Peterson's arc, and I am very well aware that he is in the process as well, and I know he doesn't mean to talk like he's from there, but I'm also just addressing what it kind of looks like on a superficial interpretation. Like, you know, like... Well, see, as far as symbolism... Sort of yeah, lot of, yeah, Peterson's a, lot a of, big... Yeah, Peterson's like a father figure. And yeah, if that doesn't work for you, well, Ziz is your cool big brother, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, Ziz is closer to you, you know what I mean? Like, Ziz is closer to you in the idea of the everyman, you know, in a good way. Like, he's, he's, mm. he's well and truly like a comrade in that sense. He's not, he's not like the boss yelling down at you, telling you, hey, man, you know... No, he's, he's trying to say, come on, bro, we got this. He's like your mate, you know? Yeah, for sure, he's like, for sure. He's literally like your mate, yeah. In conclusion, man, dude, bro, cuz, you lair. You know, in conclusion, the idea is that... Let me start again. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I have to get the clipping on Ableton. All right, bras. <laughs> All right, bras. You know, it's just one on one with everyone here. <laughs> That's my favorite quote, dude. All right, bras. To wrap this up, it's a one on one with everyone here. Right, bras. We're all gonna fucking make it, bro. You know, don't be a fucking sad cunt, bro. You want to be a sick cunt. And if you want to be bra, you're sick. You're sick, hun, if you want to be, brah. You know, anyway, this is our little episode on Ziz and the idea of we're all going to make it. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We um we tried to really take a different approach on what Ziz meant according to what's usually and normally out there and where he normally find, finds himself in the collective conscious and unconscious of the human experience and fucking whatnot. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys do have any interesting opinions... Or you want to disagree, then dude, throw us a message. Message us. Like, we're not down to fight. I'm being serious. It may look like bullshit, but I'm actually not down to fight. I want to hear what other people have to say. And I want to see if I could be proven wrong or any of us could be proven wrong. Message us. Get on board. But yeah, no, like honestly, I got honest to God. If if you if you're listening and you think we're fucking completely cracked and all that kind of stuff, message us, man. Tell us what you reckon. Tell us what you think. Like, I'm, I'm fully open to hear it. And I want to not have an argument, but I want to have a conversation about it. And who knows? You might be right. So, fucking... Then you can carry, you know, you can carry a victory with you. I destroyed... Hey, with us? I want you to post, post your physique. Post your physique. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to criticize me? First you have to post your physique. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And, um, you know, there's a lot more to come. We've got a lot of cool ideas in the bank. And, um... We're all going to make it, bro. You know? This is a signing out from the LP crew. See you later. 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 See you later.